It was Paul Rodriguez, Spot the Indifferences, the short film winner of Best Performances at the Comedy Film Festival. Paul, I guess, is the film about the 21st century, everybody's on their phone comedy, I guess, right? Yeah, it is. It's a combination of, it didn't start out actually as that as an idea of him being on his phone. It was more about the observation um, between couples, whether, um, I, I guess the roots of it started from um, me discussing a with a friend of mine, a, a girl, about whether makeup is for men or for women, i.e. Do, do women wear makeup because they want to look good for themselves, for other women or for other men? Because most men or that I knew found makeup to be slightly incidental to whether they found a woman attractive. I don't know and if then, that's true or not. <laughs> well, I don't know. You see, it, it depends. It actually really does depend. And I, yeah. in the course of the discussion, it's all actually, subjective, I, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yes. And I sort of changed my view on it slightly, um, uh, you know, following it. So it was, yes. it was interesting having that discussion. Um, but then the, the idea came from um, really, it was a discussion I was having with my wife who just had her eyebrows done and um, how, like again how guys tend not to notice these things yeah and and it um then the, it sort of developed from there really i gotcha so it's it's not just a cell phone thing it's just more about like the observation of men in general i guess right yes um just a bit more on the backstory of the film um the uh, i got approached by an actor i get inspired by actors and uh, an actor said to me, could you shoot a showreel for me? And I was like, yeah, no problem. Just give me an idea of the sort of thing you want to do. And he, he gave me some ideas and I let, you know, I was sort of, mm, not sure about that. So I let them percolate. And then I thought, well, he had a really good comic look to him. But he had a very strong Italian accent. So I thought, well, if you want to show a performance, I've got to do something that's visual and therefore not too many lines in it. And I thought, well, okay, he's Italian. Maybe he could be working at a coffee shop, you know, and he likes this girl as she comes in. Yeah. And then, then I got the idea about, you know, the boyfriend being in the coffee shop at the same time. And that the fact that the, the barista fancies the girl and would like her to be his partner. And it sort of went, went from there really. So it, I was kind of forced into no dialogue for the barista yeah. from that point of view. But it turned out that um, he couldn't do it anyway, or, or, you know, he chose not to do it because uh, it wasn't his style, he thought, which is fair enough. I, I appreciate that. But I really liked the idea. So I thought I'm not going to drop it. And um, the, um, the the guy who played it is a comic actor. He's And I thought he, he did a, an absolutely brilliant job. So Trevor Locke was the, the barista. I just want to do a quick segue on the actor who chose not to do it. Uh, that's yeah. that's it's, this is general, of course. That seems to be a UK thing because I guess that what you're taught in the in the states, at least in Canada, is that you're supposed to take accept any role you possibly can. Like just keep working, keep accepting roles, and like even like you see these actors on your TV shows, like say like Downton Abbey or whatever, and these guys, oh, I don't want to do the show anymore. It's too successful. Mm. That's that seems to be a UK, UK thing. This uh, I, I never heard of anybody uh, experienced director like yourself, like just work with you. Just like you never know what's going to happen, I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, my, my view on it is that I've seen what actors get sent in terms of scripts. So I can understand why sometimes they don't really want to do it. No, I get but, it. I get it. But, but I can also I could also accept that, you know, I, I, I think I've written something that I like, but I would never be arrogant and say look this guy's got to do it what's the matter with him even though 
I might question it and think, well, hang on, what's wrong with it? Um, yeah. And the, and the other view is also if if it's great, it will get seen, and if it's not, it won't. And so, in some ways, unless it's something really outside what they want to do, yeah. again, I I'm like, well, it's experience, just do it. But exactly, yeah. I I mean, he he. To be fair, he's Italian. He's he wasn't uh, from the UK. Yeah, and it was again, because of the strong accent that uh, I, I'd written it in this way. But actually, you know, I, I find that every sort of in filmmaking, we all know it's really hard. Even a simple film has got its challenges. Everyone has their challenges and they can talk probably more about the challenges than the easy stuff. Yeah. But every disadvantage, every sort of problem that comes along, I try to always turn it to an advantage, whatever it might be. And again, this is one of those examples where perhaps the the actor who took the role did a better job, potentially, because he really understood the material and was doing it for the right reasons. I'd rather somebody who, you know, who really isn't. Well, I mean, he's an experienced actor, but I would work with anybody who's who's really keen and really wants to give it a go, even if they haven't quite got their acting chops down. Yeah, Um, that enthusiasm carries you a long way. You could say the same thing about your crew too, right? Like it's sort of like if they're if everybody's aboard the project and they believe in the script and they believe in the story, then nobody's doing you a favor. Everybody's there for a reason, right? So there's a purpose, right? Everybody has absolutely, a yeah, yeah. I mean that's a hundred percent, and I think that's that speaks to why you have to work so hard on the good ideas and the script to start with, because it then brings as exactly as you've said, it brings everyone along. It makes that job easier. Yeah. Um, and I, and all too often I see perhaps ideas that, that have been executed that aren't quite what I would think, you know, com- a finished idea. They're a good beginning, but yeah. they need more work to make it work. And I'm sure as a, you know, somebody <laughs> sees tons of films, you, you, you must know that, yeah. that there are plenty of really good ideas that just haven't, they haven't worked on it enough before saying, come on, let's shoot. And I can understand that people just get really excited about ideas and want to, yeah get them onto the screen as quickly as possible but as as we said before they're really it's a really hard job so it is but that's what this to jump on your point because i I, sometimes i see the the opposite i see like a really great script a really great idea not executed properly right i think really yeah Mm, well i think what i uh i remember dicaprio said it best it says like i've read a hundred great scripts that that turned into two good films right like Mm. Mm, it's all about who's who's the person who's the executor who's the director who's the visionary right like who who's bringing something home i guess right yeah well in in the very small independent world that i'm i'm in it's it's basically kind of me and and my ideas and then a very small crew i mean i shot the film and um, my wife was working on the sound you know i didn't have any support Uh, i haven't had much on on many of the films i just worked very quickly on my own and with a very small crew so I, you know, I, I'm not sure about those big ideas, but I, the, the, the big Hollywood projects that you talk about that uh, potentially don't work, I always think it, it's possibly because of, there's always something that doesn't make it an eight or nine on an IMDb. If it's around yeah. a six, it's usually two big problems. One is the story and the other one is the execution. If it's a seven, I feel it's usually the execution of one of those things so either the story was something wrong or there was some something wrong with the 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 acting or twist or something that just didn't work yeah um and to get everything right is is very hard but also at the hollywood level you're dealing with lots of actors 
who may have a say in the script and want changes. There's a lot of move. There's a lot of people, a lot of people in the soup, I guess, right? Like a lot of people trying to yeah. make the meal. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I fear the very, and in some ways, I understand. I again, I understand it because um, even at a small level, like where where I am, you have to make compromises. Sure. You might. I wanted a cafe, and it wasn't a cafe. It was. It was a, well, slightly a cafe, but it was cafe stroke bike shop. But that didn't really seem to matter. But yeah. I wanted a bit more room in the place. Uh, but it was what I could get hold of, and and. Um, you know, the um, I, I, a few other things could have been done differently, but had to be compromises on, on the way sure. it worked. That's, that's movie making, right? In a nutshell. Exactly. Right? So, yeah. Exactly. When you haven't got a money hose to sort of get rid of problems, you have to be creative, which I, I quite like as well. I think that's that's an important thing. And I, and I don't think that changes the bigger you get. You know, you could be probably working on a multimillion dollar project and you'd have exactly the same problems. Yeah, just to finish the point, uh, because you have Gladiator as the movie you've seen on your written blog, as the movie you've seen the most times in your life. You just got to remember that that's, that was a movie that the script wasn't even finished, right? They started shooting the film. They had no idea how it was going to end. They had no idea. They were kind of like going at it. But because they had a fantastic uh, uh, lead actor who was in every single scene, who kind of knew the role, kind of knew where he was going, and a brilliant director in Ridley Scott, they could they could turn that 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 film without a full script into an Oscar winning movie, right? So it's like, it's because there was good there was good talent behind it, and I'm not even mentioning the DP and the, and the production designer who made this beautiful these beautiful sets and the editing, you know what I mean? But there's like I think it's all like sometimes if you don't even have a script done and you got great people, you can make great films. So. Well, yeah, but the the heart of it um, is a very simple yet brilliant story, yeah, and that is. That the quality of this gladiator, even when he's put in a position where he could potentially die, um, his class and his quality, which is always has been first class, eventually comes through to the end. And yeah. that's that simple premise about how he was wronged and then how he overcomes those those challenges is what makes the story so compelling and all the things that you mention can be worked out uh, i guess i'm surprised i didn't know that they hadn't finished the script um what yeah. what i did know is i i was very lucky to see it um in hawaii i was there with my then girlfriend and there is a bit of a lead time between when we get to see films in the uk uh, oh gotcha against, yeah yeah so i got to see it and when i came back to the uk and i was yeah. telling everybody about this film gladiator and um we had this series which was a it was a show where um, these athletes would would sort of fight against very fit individuals on the TV. And it was called Gladiator. And everybody just thought I was talking about that. And there was some form of, you know, competition film yeah. coming out. Yeah. And, and so nobody <laughs> wanted to see it. And I was like, no, 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 no. You've got to trust me. This is a brilliant film. And um, <laughs> and of course, when it then came out and it, it, it made the waves that it did, um, you know, then, then people understood. But. Yeah, I mean, I just love the core story uh, at the yeah. heart of it. Everything else was brilliantly done as well. And yeah. that's that's like, for me, if the story's brilliant, everything should work. And it goes, again, goes back to what you said before about the potential to mess it up. If they'd messed it up um, by not casting the right people or not telling the story in the right way, that would have been a real shame. Okay, let's talk about spot the indifference. Yeah, just the, 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 it's a good conversation about like, 
like because there's so many moving parts and then of course it comes with the blueprint the screenplay itself right and then you have a great blueprint so you have a better percentage of making a great film that's that's pretty obvious right so yes. so let's talk about your film so um one location it's like uh, one funny kind of concept obviously your, your lead actor is the, she is kind of the core of your film uh like speaking of like needing to have a good good person to make it work where did you find her where did you would you worked with her before like where, where did you find this lead actress her okay, name's that's Emma, a, right Emma Beth Jones yes that's absolutely right yes yeah. In, interestingly in mind I had someone a bit like the sort of Jennifer Aniston Rachel from Friends sort of princessy sort of look okay um but because she is the uh girlfriend of um, Kieran, who obviously plays the lead, who was yeah. in a, one of my other films, The Computer Says No, um, he suggested her and she was so great. I was like, yeah, yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so look, the look wise wasn't what I initially had in mind, but, you know, she's a beautiful girl and she she did it brilliantly. So I was I was very pleased. And it's also interesting because the I wonder who people think the lead actor is, because I had a bit of problems, some problems thinking who who is the lead in this, because arguably and some of the feedback from you know your festival which was absolutely amazing sort yeah. of focus on different people for different reasons well and she I has the that, arc right was, she has the the journey like she's she changes from the beginning to the film and the end of the film right yes i i guess yes um and but, but also i think the boyfriend changes because he was i didn't want him to be completely uncaring as though he he didn't want to be with her but I, I wanted it to feel as though she he was not appreciating her. And so I was a bit concerned about it going too far where where people might think, oh, he just doesn't care about her at all. I just wanted it to be that he was distracted. But it was almost like getting a taste of, you know, him thinking I'm really not paying enough attention to this girl and I could potentially lose it. And I'm not even noticing that there's a guy in this room who likes her. You know, I, he he needed to up his game. So it was him as well. And also the sort of deviousness of the barista to kind of send him down the wrong path sure. um, on purpose. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so. Everybody's yeah, bad. Everybody's good, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it, it's, 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 I guess she is the, the lead, but it's, it's, um, I, I guess I'm, what I'm saying is I think people might see it differently. It would sure. depend on, on who you ask. Or who you are, I guess, in, in real life, right? Like, I guess you could be one of the three characters, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, again, some of the feedback is some, you know, ladies definitely said that they they experienced something similar. And uh, and I imagine it, it must happen, you know, when, you know, and every guy has that fear when their partner comes in after a haircut or hairdresser thing and you th you're thinking, my God, what what's changed? I don't know. You know, I haven't really, I can't really see it. Yeah. So we, we all have elements of that, I believe. Well, it, I guess it depends on, on how long the relationship is too. Cause sometimes I'll, I'll shave my, uh, I'll like right now it's audio podcast, but I have stubbles, but sometimes I'll shave clean shaving. My wife is like, won't notice for a day because it doesn't, it doesn't right. mean that she does. It's just that because there's so much going on and we've been, we've been together for so long too. Right. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, but, but at the same time, it's like, I've, I'm generalizing again. But it seems like the I've, I'm, a lot of men have dealt with that situation of like their girlfriends because uh, I, I I have a feeling that I, and I don't people don't get mad at me that girls are more on their phone than men are I guess in, in the public. 
I I don't know. I'm not yeah. really sure about that. <laughs> Maybe because I'm just a male, masculine uh, male, and I just like I'm looking at things from my world, I guess, right? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, when I if I'm in a cafe or if I'm walking down the street, I see. I think it's equal. You know, most people are sort of on their phones, either listening to something you can see they got the headphones in, or looking at it, or you know, not talking to each other. Especially the younger generation, of course. Yeah, um, of course. But yeah, I think I think. Personally, I think it's fairly equal. I, I don't see it as a, a as okay. one sex or the other. <laughs> but I guess that said, I'm just saying it's like you can see both. You can you could flip the roles. You can make a movie with like flipping the uh, the the genders, and it could be still just as much of a profound movie because there's so many. You have a great story, and uh, there's so many. Like you said, like you, if you had like a, a beautiful like not that this actress is not beautiful, but if you had like a princessy type who like who's kind of a fashionista and dresses up to that level then the tone is different, right? Like tone is different of like how she's not being paid attention to. So everybody kind of has their own perceptions, right? But exactly. because you cast her as this girl, like kind of like a, I hate to use this cliche, but like a girl next door kind of like, you know what yes. I mean? Like person, yes, the tone changes, I guess, right? Well, that's 100% again. Yeah, exactly how it worked better. So in my mind, I thought I wanted a princessy sort of character, yeah. but being girl next door, and it was perfect. It just, it sort of, it didn't draw attention to that element of it exactly. early on, which I think worked much better. So again, it was just I, one of those things, which was kind of pure luck really. And yeah, uh, I it, guess that's always an element in, in filmmaking. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, you could, it's such a great script. You can change the gender, the genders and they could be still profound. Even the barista can be female. And yes. then, you know what I mean? It's like, it, it still yeah. works right on a different level. And I did think about that. I thought, could I change, could I mess with the the kind of th those genders and, and move them around and or whatever it might be. But then I just thought, well, okay, I could, but let's just keep it simple. And and yeah. and I and again I had the 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 actors sort of in, in mind. I had um Kieran in mind because as I say, he was in the computer says no, and I thought he did a brilliant job. That was one of my previous films. Yeah. And so I I sort of imagined him in that role and then everything just sort of built around it. Did you shoot in an actual cafe? Yes, it was. It was. Uh, I hadn't seen the cafe um, until I got there. The uh, guy who played the barista, Trevor Locke, is a comedian, and he said that they use that venue. Uh, he does it. He uses it for his comedy, and it sort of the 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 counter sort of pushes back, and it becomes a big area. Okay. And the the people who who worked there said, you know, I could shoot, but they didn't quite know what I was shooting actually. So it was it was interesting and we also didn't have very long to shoot it so i think we started around nine o'clock uh i think we got going around 9 30 and i had to finish at one so we moved very quickly oh wow yeah did you change anything like in terms of the production design because i know that like the coffee like when he's she goes up and get the coffee it's a really nice like background nice aesthetic did you did, was everything was that just all in the, in the, in the coffee shop that was all there, thankfully. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we moved we moved the room around a little bit um, because that counter literally does move, and I obviously had to. They don't sell cakes in the way that I sh I showed it, so okay. we got that counter up there, and I obviously bought all the cakes, thinking about what might work. Um, so those those things were changed. The coffee machine didn't actually work, believe it or not. We couldn't get it to run, yeah. so I had to cut into cut um, a, a different coffee machine to make that work. So again, you know, the bet the filmmaking um, cool shot effect, as it and were. This is this is just an American point of view. Is that but the 
the the the bicycles in the background like there's like it's like a bike shop as well or is it kind yes. of like yeah it's called the harbor cycles um shop so it's it's a it's a bike shop with a coffee shop in it <laughs> as opposed to a coffee shop with a bike shop in it so so yeah it's more it's more a bike shop than a coffee shop so you can it, buy it, a bike and get a coffee at the same time i guess exactly exactly that's funny yeah i'd never seen that before but it was like it kind of worked for the aesthetic it was like what is this well, what was what I was really what I regretted actually one little bit of the film was I didn't realize the two actors were going to cycle to the location. Oh, gotcha. so yeah, so I was like, oh, it would have been great just to get a shot of one of them cycling in, and it would have added to the the Harbour Cycles side of it. But we didn't have time, and and so I, I considered coming back and reshooting it and that bit, and I just thought, well, actually, you know, it's it's a side issue, but. You know, as you say, I'd never, never seen a um, a bike shop and cafe at the same time before either, actually. So it was a first for me. So the camera from the, the your directorial style, it's like the camera is kind of moving a little bit. Like, were you shooting on like, was it like a little bit of hand, like, what was it handheld that you're shooting at from the point of view of the actors? What I like to do is move quickly without getting the, the tripod set in its way so i like to get the try i like to hold the camera but also get support and so yeah. what i what i do is i use a, a monopod so i think a monopod allows a little bit of movement so a bit of energy in the in the, okay gotcha yeah um but it allows me to move quickly if i need to so that that's um i'm just trying to think there was when i was framing the shot of lily against the barista i had to be very careful because i had to rack focus uh as yeah. as the you're doing movie. it all yourself you're not, yeah, you're not I was doing a photographer it. you're doing it all yourself yeah yeah no i did it all myself yeah so i was operating the camera and yeah directing at the same time yeah because you're shooting in, i guess you have four hours of shooting you got three coverages i guess right you got to cover cover them all and i guess it's important that because there's a divide between the two characters you want to separate them on frame i guess right yes that's right yeah and um yeah so I, I i do it all in my head so i again i didn't as you as i was saying i didn't know what i was going to see when i got there so i had to basically plan it as i got there yeah. and i've done this before where i've made shot lists and said i'm going to do this this and this and invariably i don't look at them so i don't bother with that anymore i just and i know different directors are very different in this approach like some people have to have a shot list i i sort of do it more by feel i just go, sort of go in and think well what am i going to because I'm going to cut it, so I know what I'm. What so you're I'm doing do. everything then? You're 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 directing, you're DPing, you're you're editing the film. Yeah. Like you're just a one man one man team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So so that that is an advantage. Um. In some ways, it's a disadvantage because you're sort of multitasking and having to think of everything. Yeah. Which make, makes it you know a bit challenging. So it's nice when you've got a bit of support, but um, but on a uh, yeah, basically that's what I'm doing. I'm doing everything, and so. I'm editing it in my head when I'm shooting it. So I'm thinking, okay, that will cut with that and that will cut with that. And, and then I need to go here. And so I shot it in normal sequence, which helps when I'm doing it that way. Um, but I, again, I, I just imagined how it'd be. And I needed the barista to be over the shoulder of Lily, of course, because yeah. I knew I needed to rack that way. Um, and apart from that, it was, I started from the other side and then came to the other side to give it to make it feel different. Mm. Um, but I was obviously up against the sun as well, because I wasn't sure how the sun was going to affect it. Occasionally 
a bus would go by or something would go by and it would make the whole room sort of flicker sure. with light. Yeah, I saw uh, some I, du- double, double, uh, double-decker buses in the background. Yeah, so there's a double-decker bus in the background and there was, of course, you know, like every film, there's got to have you've got to have sort of maintenance work going on. Um, of course, that's how it of works, course, right? you know, It's just got to be, you know, it's like, so yeah, there was this all, all this work going on, so we had to pause every now and again for sound. But but generally, um, yeah, so I, I, I sort of try to cut it in my head as I'm doing it. And um, yeah, and and, uh, and I also know, you know, because I'm going to cut it, I've got to make sure I've got everything that I need. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until just sort of about an hour and a half bef- before we finished that I was told that we had to finish at 1.30. So in fact, we, I think we finished at 1. Um, so it really was a question of, getting absolutely everything and you can only do that if you're well i mean you can do it with a bigger crew but yeah. it really helps if you're if it's just you and you know what you want so your wife's doing the sound you go you yeah. basically you go home and edit the film yourself so it's like like i said it's a one-man machine it's doing yeah. how's, how's it doing the festival circuit besides us getting in the festivals yeah well it's it's got into two uh, um south end film festival and it's got in to yours i haven't put, i don't put my films into many festivals I, okay. I only i like to put them into festivals that i i i basically like or have a relationship with or would like to form a relationship with and so i i, I don't just sort of send it to hundreds and see what happens yeah um, so i'm still waiting on some um so yeah i i haven't got responses as yet from some of the ones that i'm i'm keen so we our festival send you our north american uh audience to you to you in the uk what did you think about the the north american audience uh talking about your film and our feedback video oh i thought it was fantastic it was amazing very very insightful feedback um really intelligent and they really got the nuances which was um which was great so i mean it it helps especially when you've got something like this which is essentially a light-hearted comedy you do try to put these nuances into it and yeah. um yeah they really got it it was it was just brilliant so i of course when they're complimenting complimenting something that's very nice as well it's nice to hear but um it, it, the fact that they really got the film was was uh was, was very nice to hear well because we all can relate to that to a certain extent right we all kind of like we don't like to be uh, marginalized we don't like to be ignored i guess it's a very hurtful thing right yeah and and i guess my um if i can put it this way my expectations for the film because it was it was just initially just a kind of almost a throwaway idea that I, it was going to be involved with the um the, the showreel for the actor yeah I, I sort of thought yeah i really like this idea it's really strong but then i don't know whether other filmmakers get this but once you've made it you think is this really is this really a good idea? Is it yeah, we really have doubt. That's, that's called uh, doubt. We have doubt about all our ideas, right? Yeah. So afterwards, I was like, you know, maybe, I'm not sure this is really that good, actually. And I don't know whether anyone's going to really. That's part of the it. process, right? Yeah. And um, and you can't ask your other half because she's sick of hearing about it. So, you know, because you're <laughs> bouncing ideas all the time. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? Do you think that works? And she's like, okay, I, I've done the sound. I don't want to hear any more about it. It's yeah. like, so some, pe- <laughs> some people are, are good with, repetition and editing i don't know if you edit your own work or do any editing but i I can watch something a thousand times and watch it another thousand if i have to and but i I realized through the editing process having it on a you know kitchen table and other people in the room when they hear it over and over again they can't they can't do it they can't physically take the number of times that you have to go through something yeah and um i i think you can either deal with that or you can't it's like you know, some people 
uh, allow it. I mean, born with it or not. I mean, I'm not saying you can't learn to edit. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure anybody can learn how to do it. Yeah. But it's whether you have the, um, like, for example, I hate reading lots and lots of text. I find it very difficult. I prefer the visual medium, um, which I guess is unsurprising. But I admire people who can read, you know, blocks of texts and 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 assimilate that information. Yeah. So my mind doesn't work like that, that way. So I would find it very difficult to do that. But um, and I think what that allows me to to view, you know, videos over and over again, which is what's needed for the editing process. Well, congratulations on the film. I hope it serves you well. It's uh, it's terrific, and it's going to be an interesting conversation about like about like you know different stages of film and like the, the blueprint and the screenplay and like I what's what, what would you rather have? I guess it's it's an ideological question. Would you rather have a great script or a great director? Right? I get the things that we're coming coming at. So yeah, yeah I take I mean, the director over the script. That's just me. So yeah, it's it's difficult. I don't think a great director. A, a great director can turn a good script into uh, a good script, but a great story will always be a great story. So, yeah. you know, but it's like uh, as I'm saying, it's the levels, right? It's the pie chart. Yeah. It's like a good, a great director can turn a good script into a great film, or a yeah. bad script into a good film, and then, or but then also a great, a bad director could take turning a great script into a really bad film. I think it can yeah. go down two levels, right? But that's just my opinion. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I've, I've, um, I think what happens is a director, if he has something that where it's not working, you have to creatively create something in that story that makes yeah. it better. So a, a, a script is just for me, it's just a starting point. I mean, we should be able to change things as we go sure. along. Yeah. If the actors, if the actors come up with something that is, is, is better, then we should do it and we should try it and try all ideas. So, Where's, where I've seen scripts, I, I don't usually, you know, shoot other people's scripts, but when I've shot, one of the films I shot called Miracle wasn't my, my script. And there was some certain areas where I felt very strongly about where the changes needed to be. Yeah. So I, I tried to influence the way the story worked in certain points. And it still was the same story, but it, it sort of added elements to it that I thought, I obviously thought made it, made it better in my mind. Mm -hmm. So I guess, I guess the answer is, yeah, if the, if the director's allowed to, a great director's allowed to play with a good story, he or she will make it into a great story. Yeah. All right. Okay. Congratulations on the film. Thank you. And let's talk again when you make your next short. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank it's uh, been a fantastic experience. So thanks. One, two, three, four, five.